0: everybody. Mike Caluzzi here. I am the host of Pro Tips to Grow Your Biz podcast. I'm a business coach, entrepreneur, and attorney who works with service-based professionals and entrepreneurs to eliminate overwhelm and frustration to grow their business with clarity and confidence. You can find me at mikecaluzzi.com, C-O-L-U-Z-Z-I, or send me an email at mike at mikecaluzzi.com, And from there, we could schedule a free consult. I would absolutely love to talk to you and see how I could assist you in your business. Today, I am very happy to have Olga Nesterova on the podcast. Olga is the founder of Honest Network. It's a global television network that will be premiering in the U.S. and 20 other countries in July, 2022. It will have access to over 80% of the TV streaming app market and will have a worldwide audience of 110 million people. So that is a lot of eyeballs, people. Olga um, is an extremely dynamic person. She's a former, former UN diplomat turned entrepreneur, has previously run a multi-state entertainment company producing halftime shows for the NBA, NHL, and the WNBA. Olga has also founded a reputable B2B marketing agency working with Fortune 500 companies in New York City and beyond. Olga hosts Honest Conversations podcast and has been featured on various shows and national television. She's witty, straightforward, wise, and very easy to connect with. So, Olga, with that said, and that amazing intro, Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. What an introduction, uh, you know? <laughs> I'm always worried that my head will just grow that big that I can't wear any hat, but I'm so appreciative of this invitation to be here, to spend this time with you, to bring value to your listeners and watchers. And it's such an honor to be talking to you. So I'm your fan. That's how I oh, we start. Well,
0: <laughs> well, thank you and it's a pleasure and I really appreciate it. Oh, and one last thing guys, where you can reach Auga, which is very, very important. You can reach her at honestbusiness.com. Now that's O N E S T B U S I N E S S dot com and her company on, excuse me, honestnetwork.com. O N E S T N E T W O R K. She's also available on social media at honestbusiness. So with that said, Um, amazing again amazing intro Uh, this is what I love about the modern day uh, level of entrepreneurship and us being able to collaborate and getting to know people through podcasting because we just have access to so many amazing people um, and a dinette with such dynamic backgrounds and you uh, obviously fall very much into that category so I'll go with that being said as you know Um, most people want to make, you know, they want to have a connection with other folks. And we all love stories, right? Because in those stories is where we make those emotional connections with other people to say, hey, that's somebody who gets where I'm at, right? Or has shared Mm -hmm. similar experiences or experiences that inspire us to take action, things along those lines. So with that said, I would love for you to share with the audience, you know, a little bit of the backstory behind just your amazingly dynamic background.
1: Well, thank you. And uh, once again, and so I was born in the Ukraine and now we know about uh, Ukraine, unfortunately, um, due to those um, horrific circumstances. But I was born in a great family, very academic oriented um, professors, uh, teachers, you know, anybody, deans of universities and so on. And my mom, when she was pregnant, she said, whoever I'm going to have is going to be a ballroom dancer. And that's just such a thing that I tapped into. And so I grew up, I was um, a little tomboy. And so when I was six or seven, my mom said, well, you know, we have to do something girly. So let's start with ballroom dancing. Long story short. I became a professional dancer, which is in Europe, considered an athlete, and um, I then moved to Germany at the age of 13 and um, became world champion and won grand slams and national champion and all of that continued for nine years, and then I thought, you know, I have something more in me. I really would love to do something where I could study, where I could build some things. I was really into, you know, reading all about the Kennedys and uh, Leonard Roosevelt and like Audrey Hepburn. I thought, UN is so fantastic. I want to end up at UN. And, you know, people look at me, they're like, athlete, dancer, UN, huh? What? And so I started studying in the Netherlands and they had the dual degree where um, you could choose, well, the top three students could choose a university that they partnered with. I ended up being in the United States. And then I came to New York from North Carolina, which was that partner university and started with an internship and ended up at UN. And what is relatable in this story is that, you know, first and foremost, um, people usually, you know, we grow up in families, if we're blessed to have pa- families and our par- parents who love us the most, they really plan the life for us that they think is secure, you should follow this, you should follow that you will be the pride, you know, of our family. And so it takes a lot of guts to say no, I want to do this, or I want to do that. And even if people already decided that you fit in a certain mold, you know, you're an athlete or you're at the UN, you're this, you're that. And if you feel like you have something within you, and I usually say the purpose and calling comes with a little, you know, ding dong that kind of shows up in your head and says, why won't you try this? Why would not you try that? We ignore it because we really are concentrated on all those things and tasks that we have to fulfill every single day and things and people we'd have to take care of that we neglected. But if you follow it, you can actually explore your life and end up in different places and really live the life to the fullest, as cliche as it sounds. But After UN, you know, my dream is there. I'm at the UN, I'm at the Security Council. It was the whole thing with Libya at that point with Gaddafi and wars. And and I, you know, I, I wrote a big work, how UN could change and be more efficient and so on. I presented it to the General Assembly and they said, huh, do you really want to change UN? You know, the higher you climb, like on a tree, if you would climb a tree, the less you should move because you can fall easily. And I, you know, I thought, no, this, if I will change my spirit, if I will change as a person, you know, I will never be able to come back to what I was initially, what I would, you know, thought to be. And that was kind of the breaking point where I thought, you know, my dad has always been an entrepreneur, aside from everybody else who is on the academic side. I really want to do something where I'm responsible, you know? And as they say, entrepreneurs, they, we choose, Uh, 24-7 work instead of nine-to-five job and security, right? I thought, I want to do something different. And so I stepped out and um, actually by accident ended up at the Medicine Square Garden because I I had the website that kind of listed all my achievements as an athlete. And literally a few weeks after I left UN, I get a call from the manager of the Medicine Square Garden who said, we're looking for somebody to kind of revamp and produce some entertainment for halftime, you know, WNBA, NBA, I thought, what's NBA? I'm European. I don't know what that is, you know? And they're like, that's basketball. Why are you crazy? So long story short, three weeks later, that was the first production, the first show that I gathered 38 people who never danced before. And my whole idea was to promote this um, inclusion and sort of uh, people who could go to the game but also feel like they're part of it but they could also experience performing and being in front of people and kind of really have this life-changing experience by you know kind of like conquering their fears and so um this kind of established into a pro-am production so we're professionals and amateurs and it was based on dance but Um, I expanded then to Washington DC, to Atlanta, to Miami. Um, It expanded also to Barclays Center in New York. So it was a big thing. Um, And we went beyond dance and everything. So this was a great opportunity. And then COVID happened. And then, you know, you kind of have to shift. You can't be among people. Um, You can't um, really hope to go back because it will be different and people will be, you know, fearful. And then BA went into the bubble. So that didn't really work. And I started streaming different things, you know, and I organized um, a fundraiser that was for 12 hours. And I got um, performers, singers and speakers from all over the world, actually five continents and they performed to raise money for NAACP, which was uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement. I called it Artists for Justice. Then I continued with a long marathon for U.S. veterans and then Stop Asian Hate and whatnot. And so we had about 1.6 million people watching live and I realized that people are so eager to have this mindful entertainment that is realistic, where people feel seen, that that, um, they feel understood, they feel heard, they're not um, just entertained mindlessly, right, or watch reality shows or unrelatable stars. Um, So that was kind of initial thought behind um, Honest Network. But, you know, you asked me about the relatable uh, moments, and I think just um owning your thoughts and owning your desires and acting upon them regardless to what anybody says i think it's very important especially now when people lost jobs or feel like the shift is needed follow your own spirit of course plan right don't be mindlessly crazy but uh you know allow yourself to dream
0: well that is an amazing uh story and uh you know kudos to you i mean when you talk about un madison square garden Barclays center high level uh events and participating at such a very high level that is that is uh, what they call rare air right mm-hmm. which um which is uh which is is uh, really commendable to you because it boils down to uh, look from my perspective and this isn't about me but my background was different but Uh, in the sense of the overall understanding of having to take ownership of our life and recognizing that I call it living without a net, right? Living without a safety net and recognizing that that safety net doesn't even exist anyway. It's mindset, it's conditioning. These are all things that we were taught and it's not good, bad, it's not a value judgment. It's just the nature of how culture and society evolves. For perceived mm-hmm. stability, and again, we can go into some more of the deeper dive on where you know that all leads. But ultimately, it's the power of the individual. Mm-hmm. It's the power of the individual individual who takes, I call it, you know, putting that stake, stake in the ground and saying, "No, this is the way." I it, it it's it it speaks to me. And I always talk to folks about you know when you're able to be grounded in your belief. I said you can literally physically feel it in your body because when you're speaking and you're standing, you feel connected to the Mm -hmm. whole, to, to, to the to to your to the ground, to the spirit. So you're in unity and an alignment, and that's so critical. So I I I think that there's a lot of relatability, no matter where we come from or where you know we ultimately kind of have touchstones and touch points throughout our career, Mm -hmm. where those who seek those types of benefits and living in that space can achieve that with the, uh, with the right type of effort and mindset. And I always like to tell folks, you know, that doesn't mean you're going to every day. I always say every day is not a rose garden. There's going to be days like we all have where you're just like, Oh my gosh, I, I, I'm done, you know, but it's a matter of we say as long you can quit. That's fine. As long as you show up again tomorrow. You're right. I mean, so that's, uh, that's how it kind of goes through that process. So you know, in, in, in your vision of the honest network, right? I mean, it's a, Mm -hmm. it's very bold. Now, of course, you know, we have limited time to get in so much of the details to understand how you logistically were able to put all this together. If you can share with the audience, like how it is that you, you know, obviously you have this now and who, are the people who you would want to connect with what is the what is the what is the value offering that you know that the honest network provides where the you know and who is that optimal person or company who you feel can provide you can provide the most value to
1: so we split the value between three sides right and i will start with the audience first so um First of all, people don't pay to watch anything, but the network's idea or the idea behind the honest network is regardless when you tune in, I want you to feel like you're not wasting your time. And also this is the network that targets souls, right? We want to educate. We want to enlighten somebody's soul instead of brainwashing them. Mm. Because if you think about entertainment, it's really driven by fear it's driven by excitement, everything is breaking news, it's very political, it's very divisive too. Because see this idea of divide and conquer, well, that has been the basics of politics, right? But where we ended up with is that, you know, we work from home, there's COVID, whatever, but it's also an election, right? That's what we experienced the for you know the past few years. And so. If your neighbor thinks differently or watches Fox News and I watch CNN or I watch Fox and they watch CNN, there would be an idea driven to us and really implanted into our brains, right, into our actions, ultimately, that we have to hate our neighbor because they think Mm -hmm. differently. They want a mask. I don't want a mask and vice versa, right? So what if there was a platform where we could actually have a conversation, where we would promote common sense, where we could make our own opinion. You presented facts from different sites, you presented opinions, and now it's your time to make up your mind. And really having the idea of I'm actually owning my actions, I'm owning my own um, physical health, emotional health, because I'm deciding what I should be fearful of or not fearful of. So for instance, Um, we only feature 10 different categories, meaning 10 different topics from health to business to fashion to politics to news. And we feature only three creators per different, um, and I call content creators actually those people who create shows. And we feature that only three people per niche um, for the consecutive two months, so people get to know this person. If they want to keep, you know, watching, and we see the performance, um, we continue working with those creators, or we can exchange and whatnot. And the idea is also for people to be uh, presented that selective entertainment, because what we love from in cable television right Um, idea is that everything is high quality right whether you like a program or you don't like the program it's a high quality program you understand what you're watching and what that is what happened with the oversaturation of the market is that on youtube and hulu and netflix you're presented everything and so it takes your time on youtube to find that creator that actually makes sense right? So we want to waste less of somebody's time. We want to present the niches that people are interested in. They can watch live. Um, We have sort of the idea of television, right? Because you have a network, you have a channel, and um, different programs are premiering at different times. You can also watch on demand. And so this is um, the idea for um, viewers. We also have live stream events. Like, for instance, we're kicking off the month of July with a big Uh, global business mastermind conference. It's called Limitless. And so um, we we invited the best business gurus and people to teach about business and mindset and marketing. And we also allow, because I'm from Ukraine, my parents are from Ukraine, we're also donating um, our partial profits to Ukraine. We invite people from Ukraine to tune in and watch it. And um, then this conference will be also available um, to rewatch the day after and then to purchase for people. Now, when we um, transition in terms of creators, my point was, you know, as somebody who created content, I produced entertainment, right? What I hate the most is the word exposure, because you can't pay your bills with exposure right and this is has been everywhere in sports and anything oh you know can you speak here it's such a great exposure for you no i actually want to see stats what am i investing in what does it bring me and what is the limits to my earnings and so the idea is to get to the network like nbc cnn abc it's nearly too impossible right now because even the series friends that i learned english from and that are very famous right it took years for them by accident to have to get on air just because something was canceled on NBC that night, right? So if you're not Oprah or you're prodigy of somebody, you're not getting there. Now, to get on Netflix, same sort of story. They're aiming for big names, for big follow- followings and so, so on. What you can do is post on YouTube. And then what? You're going to earn your dollar per 10,000 views. And then the next step will happen. YouTube will start limit your views because you will be too costly. So what we do is for our content creators, they get on the platform. Uh, we offer them airtime that they can purchase so they can sign up with. There are also bonus structure where they can even get for free on the network based on their performance. And we give them up to 40 minutes a month, split in different parts for free advertising. So this is the network for content creators who are entrepreneurs, who don't think, well, I'm going to just feature my content, sit and wait until the Queen Elizabeth is calling me from London, invites me for tea. So it's for those who really want to reach out to sponsors, get the ads on air, have product placements, featured interviews and whatnot. And so those 40 minutes of free advertising, we don't take any percentage from their earnings. We have suggested rates that people can Start with, and we already have people who sold out their ads already for July and made already sixteen thousand dollars for July. So this is just a start, and um, you know the idea is not to take any percentage from people's advertising, so we don't limit anybody's earnings. If you produce quality content, if you are a kind professional person, and you want, want to work, do your thing, because we are a streaming platform with. Um, the idea of choosing and really curating content like a television network would do. Now, when we talk about sponsors, the difference that we offer is, um, and yesterday actually was the big news. Netflix announced that they're going to do reduced uh, monthly fee, but they will feature commercials. I'm not sure who wants to watch commercials on Netflix since we used not to watch in commercial. Like, is it fair to... Waste our time to watch Bridgerton, not for eight hours, but for sixteen, just because I'm gonna pay four dollars less, right? So you value my extra time in four dollars. Kind of weird, but um, the idea is to um, also give the, provide the stats and analytics to our sponsors. So we have, um, because we are premiering on four different apps right away, uh, we have notifications that are sent out when the premiere is happening. And for instance, our content creator works, let's say with some company XYZ. And during that premiere, they offer a sale or a special, people get notifications, they click on them and we present all the stats to the sponsors as well, so it's not like okay. buying a billboard or like buying an ad on NBC, and you never know who acted upon it. So, providing stats—that's for the ads.
0: So, Olga, all right. um, okay. this is amazing. So, I, there's—I would say this is a—that's a lot of amazing information, and you obviously have thought through to a very high level the analytics of how this all works. So, to, for the folks who are listening what would we say would be like what are some of the like the most frequently asked questions that you would get say from somebody who would be a content provider so that they can they can understand like some of the things that i think of initially is okay do i have to bring my own audience how am i going to be you know some some of the things that like i we call them in sales you know what are the pre, how do you preemptively handle the objection so to speak with some answers so that people can say oh okay this checks off the boxes on where i'm at And this is something that I would want to look into further.
1: Right. So the first thing is copyright. People say, do you own my content when I present it? Do I have to quit YouTube? Do I have to quit my podcast? Do I have to quit doing anything else? And that's uh, where we are different. We don't own anybody's content. We're not buying anybody's content. What we reserve is the exclusivity right to present your content for those two months that you presented here. For instance, somebody signed with us for July and August. Those episodes, and they do four episodes a month for 30 minutes each. So those episodes are only available on our platform, July, August. Then they're gone. You can do it, whatever you wanna do with them. We don't own them. We just have that right to present it only there then, um, and people can continue doing their YouTubes, their podcasts, monetize, work with the brands, do whatever you wanna do. So we want to just present a new platform where you can um, show and be shown to more people at the same time since we have partnerships with Roku TV and Fire TV to uh, push our app when it's premieres, um, pretty much our channel, right? Um, For the first um, time. And so people can really reach bigger markets and, within their niche and present that as an additional service, so to say, to their sponsors as well. Um, Another question what we get is competition. And that's where it comes in, why we feature only three, um, two to three content creators at a time, because we don't want them to compete. And we don't want them to compete for a specific sponsor. And we have priority, also airtime option as well. So, for instance, if a content creator comes in and says, well, I've been really successful on YouTube. I have XYZ number of uh, viewers and subscribers, but I'm stagnating and I can't really sell more ads because also politically speaking, some areas are now cut off from YouTube and whatnot. I really want to do something more. And so, Or try a different route when it comes to creativity. Your YouTube works really well, but you want to do something different. You don't want to disturb your YouTube. You want to try something. So that would be a great option there as well. So um, really freedom in in creativity. That's what people are asking. No competition and um, yeah, and no buyout in terms of content.
0: I see. So what would you say, um, like if you had to kind of, share with the audience who your who the ideal client would be for you where they stand with respect to the 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 level of their business their pre-existing followers uh you know who would be a prime candidate where you know they come into your inbox you talk to them and you're like you you hit you 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 check off every box In terms of content creators. As far as content creators, right. Because I would imagine the audience is one that you, you know, you, you are going to, we can talk about that. Um, But I mean, we can probably talk about that next, but I guess ultimately from a content creator standpoint, who would be someone who, like I said, checks off all the boxes and then we can talk about, yeah. Who is it? I mean, as far as how is it that you guys are going through the process of getting, you know, people to watch, but we can, Mm -hmm. first foremost, I guess, who's the, who, like I said, who are the best people for you or companies?
1: Well, it's people who do have enough content, first and foremost, who are producing content, who have series that they are established, or they are starting something new, but they know they can produce up to two hours of content a month which sounds really, you know, easy until you start doing it, right? Because it has to be really cool. And then um, also those who want to turn their creation or their creative process into a business that will grow, that will attract sponsors, that they, they're they looking to really run a business where they're airing their content, they're getting their analytics, they're getting their stats, And they're reaching out to sponsors, establishing um, their relationships, and are charging according to their performance. So, Um, for example,
0: if I mean, and this this, would it be fair to say so? So, so say someone because you are a market disruptor. When I when I hear you know, it's a market disruptive model. So, so if someone is, say, for example, like you said, consistently producing content, say on Instagram or YouTube, and um, they feel like you know what. Um, Yeah, this is really not going anywhere near the way I would hoped, you know, these algorithms I'm done trying to, you know, play a fortune teller, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to be something that's more consistent. So um, now, is that would that be a fair assessment of someone who is be a good, you know, Yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. And we have um, out of three creators per niche, we have one that is um, mostly, let's say, one space is for those who have million plus subscribers. Mm -hmm. And then two are grown, right? The rising stars, so to speak. So what happens here? We also actually, if you want to get deeper into promotional part, we also have cross promotion within the network. So, for instance, we also, we have the most successful creator in the niche, then you have two grown, um, two content creators with less following. And so they will be, for instance, going live on social media, they're going to actually benefit from each other's following. Also, everybody benefits from the following within the other nine niches, because somebody who likes cooking may also would love learn about business from you, right? So, You actually connect different niches that are very, um, you know, related to those common creators. And of course, those who have a lot of subscribers and are joining our network, they get free airtime because they bring subscribers, right? Or they bring viewers, so to Mm -hmm. speak, which everybody can benefit from. So the point of... Having mutual respect is really important here because I feel exactly what you mentioned. You know, with algorithms, with rules, with conditions, you post something on YouTube, they own your content. Like it's in, written really little until you start, you know, um, reposting yeah. it somewhere. So, it's like, that's what we want to avoid.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I think the time is ripe. And you're another example of, like I said, a market disruptor where there is, I believe, a collective level of, um, I'm not gonna use the word frustration, but a collective level of exhaustion for most of us who kind of understand that the corporate model that was driving a lot of these outlets are really now so disconnected from allowing their real growth opportunities to occur in a more organic way, uh, it, it becomes less and less. So we we need market leaders like you uh, who are willing to, you know, put it out there and, and take the risk and have the vision uh, to not only cast the vision but also have the ability to uh, to execute. Because I always tell folks, you know, when I coach and mentor people, I'm like, the idea is the easy part. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's 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 about the plan and then the execution and then the funding and then and then and bringing in the people in uh, to be able to help you. Perform these tasks and be able to have the the uh, ability to. I say anyone can do a once you know a one and doneer. You
1: mm-hmm. know if
0: you you need to be able to have be able to con, produce consistent results uh, right. over the long term because people you have to respect people's time who are looking to invest their time and money and their energy and their emotional energy into you know something that, you know, we offer, you offer, you say, so this is also
1: a little point to make content creation. It's a full-time job, as you know, right. Mm. And so really thinking that, let me create YouTube series or let me create a podcast and hope somebody will watch it and hope somebody will tune in and share it and please like it, please follow me, please share. You've done such an incredible job and you're hoping to get paid for it. And that's the tricky part. That's the hurtful part. You know, and that's where frustration comes from. I
0: I, I saw a post today. I'm very much involved in um, in music. Uh, Again, it's for another conversation. But, you know, there was a a musician who posted in one of the groups today that um, at the end of the day, they're in a situation where they deserve to be paid for their services, they deserve, yes. you know, and they say, you know, we we don't, like you said, we don't need exposure, we're bringing people to you, but we've put our blood, sweat and tears into this craft to, to bring, a, a, you know, a service that is finely tuned and to just have people just completely discount it uh, or just, like ex- said, ex- ex- hope against hope. Um, yeah, there was maybe a time, uh, before let's say Facebook went public, where you did have a chance of getting some organic reach. Those days are really, 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 really limited at this point. Right, um, right. So um, this is this is really cool stuff. So what I would like to do as we kind of wrap up here is mm-hmm. to ask you if you could share with the audience, yeah, some some benchmarks, some dates, some ways that they're gonna be able to see Uh, you know, your work in action and where they can be able to say, okay, wow, this is something that relates to. And here's how, you know, and then how to get in touch with you.
1: Okay. So for content creators, go to honestnetwork.com and or forward slash creators, it's direct page read everything, reach out. Um, You can um, fill out the intake form. It's very simple, just giving some information about you. Just be as honest as possible, um, because we see the real results. And if you have five followers, but you're brilliant and you deserve to be in the spotlight, so be it. Um, And we schedule a discovery call and we talk to you. If you're a content creator who has a big following, um, then you can reach out to us. It's also honestnetwork.com forward slash VIP. So we can um, talk to you how you can get free of charge to the network. You can also read all the information there. You can pick the niche that applies to your content and um, we can take it from there. Um, I would love to have you on the Honest uh, Conversations podcast. Uh, I reach out to you. I hope we can book something. I would
0: love it. I would love it.
1: So pro- that would I'm, probably,
0: be awesome. I'm probably one of those folks. I mean, yeah, we didn't really share much about my story, but I, I have um, I have a very interesting background that uh, that uh, that is very unique because I was like you in the sense of very much... I mean, when I went to law school, I was an accounting degree. I mean, st- I don't want to bore you right now. But the reality is, is that I was somebody, and still to this day, takes the bold moves and takes the risk. And uh, I say I have the victories and the scars to prove it. You know, it's uh, it's That's been an awesome. interesting journey up to this point. So I would absolutely love it, I mean, to do that. Uh, so we can obviously talk offline on that and you can tell more. But I think this is great. So one more time where people can get a hold of you. Yes. Um, and, uh, and then we're going to, uh, you know, we'll move on to, so hopefully the next time we get a chance to collaborate together.
1: Absolutely. So honestnetwork.com, uh, for creators of any kind, for viewers, um, we will be premiering July 1st. We're going to have what I call Limitless Conference there on July 9th. But if you go to honestnetwork.com, you can also click and become Honest Expert, meaning you get just a little questionnaire to answer about your priorities, what you like watching. And we will have that email with, where you will get information how to get some bonuses and freebies and get invited to some fun uh, recordings and shows um, yeah, so that's it, honestnetwork.com.
0: <laughs> Guys, this has been, uh, Olga, amazing. You know, you are, uh, you're a firecracker. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm my trying. Wife is, my, my wife is, uh, I always kid around because my wife is, she's, she's, you know, she's small in stature, but man, she's, she's, I say she's a firecracker and you remind me a lot of her. And so, Aww. you know, as far as just people who, you know, you, you're passionate, you you get it done. Um, And you got guts and determination and grit, which is just awesome. So everybody, so if you're watching, it's Olga Nesterova. It's the Honest Network. Um, She's got some amazing things planned. Olga is really leading the curve. So please reach out to her. Uh, And if you find this podcast interesting, insightful. I ask you to share it, you know, at least share it with two, three, four people. You know, it's all about that organic build, which is so important. And those shares are just so meaningful to us because we are very passionate people who really lead with the idea of helping other folks succeed in their business, whether it's by providing a network or providing one-on-one coaching, The reality is, I think so many of us as entrepreneurs lead with our heart to try and really benefit people's lives in a benefit uh, and an interesting way. So, again, my name is Mike Caluzzi, we are Pro Tips to Grow Your Biz podcast. you can find us obviously on YouTube and social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, what have you. If you're watching this, you already kind of know where you're going to be able to find me, but these will be plat- this will be posted on all those types of platforms. So I want to thank everybody for taking the time. Olga, I want to thank you for taking the time today. And guys, please check out Olga's site because it's really amazing stuff that she's up to. So everybody, till the next time, have a great day.